Zaki say, coming up on Dad's on Film. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> say, Dad's on Film. Daddy. Okay, that's good enough. Thank you. Hey, seeing Roger Moore with his shirt off could make you feel that way, Gregory. And, <laughs> and it's got a big cannabis leaf on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look good. I'm really not that behind this film, but... They, oh, we're going seeing it together, aren't we? We are. Yes, happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Hi. Hello, my friend. How are we doing? No bit today. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> no bit. What's that off? Yeah. Oh, mm. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. We good? Of course it is, you maniac. I am wonderful, thank you. Had a, a lovely, bloody weekend. How are you? I'm good. Well, I, um, I'm broken after work walking like 13k <laughs> at Alton Towers yesterday. Alton Towers. Yeah. <laughs> Was it busy? Yeah. No, no, it's it's fine, actually. Like, all the queues yeah. were, like, pretty... Decent. Um, we've gotten quite a lot nice. of stuff. So yeah, we had a good day. Sans kids, which was nice. Sans and, uh, kids. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the start of the day, like, um, Jane and my sister and Nick were like, I don't think we're going on Smiler. Can't do Smiler. I'm like, what? Why are we here? Like, you love get, Smiler. Get over yourself. It's like, yeah. you are Mr. Smiler. Mm. Got exactly. the hoodie and everything. That's Maniac. what they call me. That's what they call me. Um, Mr. Smiler. Anyway, um, I built I built them up slowly, and needless to say, I got them all on Smiler by the end of it. Oh, you're breaking oh. up. Oh, no, you're back. There you are. Yeah, you that know, was I'm weird. Just dust, I'm, I'm, I'm just dusting with my hand. Uh, what's, your, what's your internet involved? What's your weekend what's involved? What's my internet? It's great. <laughs> um, my, my internet. <laughs> no, my weekend was lovely. It was my, it was my darling wife's birthday. Um, oh, nice. At the weekend, yes. So we, uh, yeah, it was really nice. We just we had like a sort of chilled morning. I made a like a nice. There you go. You're back. I can see you. We had a big breakfast. Made a big breakfast. We sort of chilled around, chilled about a little bit, and then we took the boys to Dunham Massey. Um, you ever been to Dunham Massey? Dunham Massey poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Na- National yeah, National that, Trust. I've been. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. Um, just had a little walk around. We were there for about an hour and a half, but just a little walk around. Saw all the deer um, and stuff like that. Was that was nice? We were like, Zachy, what's that? And he's like, deer, deer. <laughs> was pretty, which was pretty cute. Um, Venison. Came came back. <laughs> Venison's deer, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then uh, came back. I made halloumi burgers for Max and her family, which was pretty. They were pretty tasty. Um, and then Sunday, we sort of got up, went swimming, fun and floats. <laughs> Um, did the big shot and then we just chilled, made a massive roast. Um, Excellent, yeah, and it were great. It were great, great. Um, Fantastic, yeah. Fantastic. She's not thirty-one. No, No. not there yet. Okay, I'll try again in a bit. Yeah, try again in a bit. (laughs) Uh, We had we had the kids' mates to play on Saturday afternoon. How many mates came round? No. Okay. Keep going. Three. Three. <laughs> um, no, it was it was quite nice actually. Well, this is the kind of thing we can do now. Now, like Jane doesn't work weekends, we can like have like it's easier yeah. to, for the kids to like have the mates around on a Saturday afternoon because mm. I'm more likely to do it because there's two of yeah. us. 
Yeah. So anyway, Matilda was having some like sort of hang-ups with friendships. Very worried about sort of like friendships and stuff at school. So we were like, oh, it makes you feel better. Like, let's have a couple of them around to play on Saturday. So we did that. It was dead nice. And we made pizzas. And that was cool. Uh, and there's not a lot else to tell you. So uh, mm. have we any messages? Oh, I, t- I know what I've got to tell you. I've written Ask you about too. Cap. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so desperate to tell you about this when it happened, but I thought <laughs> it'll be fu- it'll be just funnier if I tell you on the podcast. So I have to save yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> probably now. Jane, Jane's mum and dad came back from the holiday, and they always buy the kids like some clothes when they're on holiday and that, and bits mm. and bobs. And uh, they bought him a cap that said like a quite nice cap that said Barcelona on. Yeah, and uh, like, oh, that's dead nice. Like, oh, cool. Well, it nearly wasn't nice. Uh, we're lucky. Put it this way: we're lucky. We're lucky that your sister, meaning Jane's sister, came to the hotel yesterday morning to see us off because they're over mm. near in Spain, near where Dawn lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, they've gone. They've gone down to the shops uh, in Tossa de Mar and bought some yeah. clothes for the clothes and treats and stuff for the kids. And uh, they bought they bought this cap and they got and thought, oh, that's a really nice cap. Taking it back, I thought, and uh, put it with all the other stuff. And uh, they just said to Dawn, just have a look, have a look, see what we've got the kids. And she picked up this cap, and it's got a big cannabis leaf on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a photo Ooh. of this cap. <laughs> and, uh, Arthur, Arthur likes the outdoors, doesn't he? Get <laughs> that leaf on. <laughs> they were just like, oh, we just thought it was a nice plant. <laughs> Which I just love the innocence of it. It's just oh, right. That's really, hilarious. Really nice. So yeah, we'll post we'll post that on Instagram this week and confuse people. That would be fun. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. That's that's really <laughs> <laughs> proper tickle me. I mean the really nice thing is like Jane's mum and dad could properly see the funny side of it when, yeah. when, when they found out about it. I, I just think it's dead sweet. It's just like, oh bless him. Just imagine if somehow you'd not known and like well, you know, you'd not seen it. Well that's what I said that just put it up. <laughs> That's what I said. What if, like, what if, like, they waited until they, like, Jane's sister hadn't gone round. They brought him yeah. back, and they, and they waited until like they'd gone round for tea, like they do on a on a Monday or Wednesday to pick them up from school, and then maybe gone to the park with them and off the stair in a cannabis. Can. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, that's really tickling me. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh, the funny oh, thing is, so we said, funny. "Oh, what did you do? Did you take it back?" They went. No, we've kept it. We've just got it in the cupboard. So you can have it in caps- a few years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh wow, uh, that's funny. Have you, watched, funny. have you watched any movies? I've watched a lot of movies, Gregory. But first, Jack has messaged. He said, "Oh, you I'm always excited. do this to me." <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for Deadpool three, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but is it going to ruin the serious tone we usually see from Wolverine having him included, or is that kind of the point? Well, Jack. Lovely question, but maybe we'll answer that when we get to the news. What do you think? Okay, uh, hang on a sec. Uh, <laughs> yes. Do you not yes, know this okay. news? I might not know the news. Oh, okay, right, we'll talk about this in a bit then. Um, I have watched a lot of films, Greg. Let me just count how many films I've watched. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. 
So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. Bless him. He, was, he was trying so hard to... <laughs> um, anyway. No, I've watched... I, <laughs> including the films we're supposed to watch for this week, I've watched 10 films <laughs> this week. Oh and I don't quite God. know how I've done it, to be honest. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I'll, and I'll, I'll just sort of speed through some of the ones I've seen. So I finally got around to watching Lady Bird. Um, oh, good. So yeah. that was that's the Greta Gerwig film that she did before uh, Little Women. Obviously, a new one's going to be Barbie. Um, so Sharon. So Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sharon plays Lady Bird. Uh, so, so she's she lives in um, it's like Northern California in like this kind of like nothing. It's Sacramento, so it's kind of like a people know it, but it's not like a big, well-known sort of city in in uh, Northern California. Um, yeah. And she goes she goes to a Catholic school. She's not Catholic. She only went there because her brother, I think her brother's adopted and he's, I think he's like Hispanic. Uh, he got like bullied in, a, a, you know, a, a mainstream high school. So she, she made her parents send her to this Catholic school she hates. And she's a bit rebellious and she's she's sort of just about to graduate and go to, go to college. And it's just about that sort of last few months in school before she kind of, uh, and she wants to go to New York, but they can't really afford for her to go to New York and that, and that sort of stuff. So it's good. It's a good little coming of age film. I, I sort of didn't love it. I wanted to love it, but it, you know, it was fine. But it's a really great performance from Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf. So Laurie Metcalf is uh, the voice of Andy's mum in Toy Story. And she's really, yeah. really great in it. Um, but it's one of them. Ladybird, she's like she's a bit of a bitch. <laughs> so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I always say this. I always say this about these types of films. It's really hard to kind of get behind that main character if they're unlikable. Do you know what I mean? It's like Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. It's like The King of Staten Island. Those films where you kind of don't like the main character, but you kind of do. But yeah, they they make yeah. you know they don't make the best decisions and they're not very nice to people. So it's hard to really kind of love them. And if you don't love them, you're not going to love that film. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think Does that makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I do think. I think the great thing about um, Greta Gerwig is she's she's got her. She's made her success completely on merit, and yeah. and whilst it's it's dead exciting having I mean, a lot of these sort of female filmmakers and women in high uh, in big roles in the film industry mm. more so now. Um, yeah, there's always still a sort of big gap, but it's but um, whilst. How can I put it? Um, like, hang on a second, just sort of edit, edit as I think about this, hmm. about how I can sort of navigate this. Like, yeah, like I say, she's she's genuinely there on merit, but also the stuff she's doing, I don't think, it, I think it's quite exciting, and I don't think yeah. it would necessarily exist um, without like a strong female filmmaker doing these yeah. doing these roles, like Lady Bird, like Little Women. And I think it's it it's not just important that we have great female filmmakers. Mm. It's important that we have the products like these mm. that happen to be from female filmmakers, and um, because yeah. because I don't I don't think they are films that could be that could have been made by blokes. And um, yeah. I think Little Women and Lady Bird's a good film, but Little Women especially is sensational. And yeah. I'm going to go back and watch that again sometime soon. Um, I was surprised at how much I loved Little yeah. Women. It really was great. And you can yeah. see so much of it in Lady Bird, just like the way they speak. And, you know, obviously the the the, the, the sort of a lot of, you know, it's based on a book, so a lot of that dialogue comes straight from, from the book. But the way it's yeah. kind of phrased is very, 
Lady Bird. It is. It Ooh. is very good. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, two Disney Pixar films, which I've seen loads and loads of times, but I've never really mentioned on the podcast that much. Um, so Zach is now obsessed with cars. He's drifting away from. Uh, from Toy Story and it's all about Drifting. cars. <laughs> Drifting. Drifting. You like what they did there. And it's exhausting. You see what, see what they did there? Hey. Um, so Cars 1 and 2, here's just a uh, little quick reviews. Cars 1, not as bad as Cars 2. And the Cars yeah. 2 review is worse than Cars 1. There you go. Have um, <laughs> <laughs> you seen Cars 3 yet? Uh, yeah. It's Cars 3 was unmemorable. one of the, Cars 3 was one of the first films I went to the cinema with Arthur. See. Oh really? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, me and Alan nice. Arthur. Was, uh, yeah, it was cool. Cool man. Um, I rewatched Judate, which is the um, uh, Todd Phillips one that he did in between Hangover films with Robert Downey Jr. and Jack Galifianakis. Darker Planes, Trains, and Automobiles actually better than I remembered it. Fine. Um, what else have I watched? Uh, <laughs> I've watched a load of films. Do Revenge, which is a new one on Netflix with um, Maya Hawke. Uh, Uma Thurman and uh, Ethan Hawke's daughter. Um, it was fine. Two way, 2022's answer to Mean Girls or Clueless. I think you might actually like it because you quite like Clueless, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah, I like Clueless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't give us okay. Sorry. Okay. And then the final one I want to talk about, sorry, go on, Do Revenge, it's called. And then the final one I want to talk about, just really quickly, um, came out uh, at the weekend. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago on the news. Um, and this is the greatest beer run ever. So this is the Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, Russell Crowe is in it for a little bit. Uh, it's based on this true story. It's directed by Peter Frelly, so the Yeah, so it's the, you know, the Frelly brothers who did like Dumb and Dumber. Um, you know, like those, yeah. all those daft ones. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they sort of went off on their own. And one of them, Peter, directed that Green Book, you know, a few a few years ago. I think it won, like, Best Picture at the Oscars with the Herschel okay. Rally. Uh, anyway, so this is his second sort of solo directing. Um, yeah, and what it is is, like, Zach, uh, again, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. Zach Efron, um, he's, he's a bit of, like, a bit of a... Um, I, I, like a bit of a waste of space back in New York in the 60s. I think it's like 65 or something like that. And a load yeah. of his friends from from his neighborhood have gone to Vietnam. Uh, he's a merchant. He's in the Merchant Navy. So, he, he you know, he goes months without working. So he just kind of gets drunk all the time. Anyway, one night he's in the bar. Bill Murray's in as well. Which is quite good. Um, he's in the bar and he gets drunk and somehow gets convinced to go to Vietnam. So get on a boat to Vietnam in the Merchant Navy, track down four four or five of his friends and deliver them a beer and say, say this is from back home. Okay. Mm. And he does, you know, he, he goes to Vietnam and he starts tracking them down and it's a lot of fun. And also it's a, you know, it's um obviously what's going to happen. He goes with this, this idea of what the war is about and how America are there to, um, um, yeah, to go and like liberate this nation. And obviously when he's there, he sees what it's really like and he sort of sees, uh, yeah. the wrongdoings and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was great. I really, cool. really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of dodgy accents, a lot of like, you know, feels like you're watching West Side Story at times. Hey there, buddy, what you talking about? And all that sort of stuff. But actually, it was really nice seeing Zac Efron actually acting as much as he yeah. could act, I suppose. Rocks yeah. a, a beautiful stash in there as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, a really good, fun sort of like 
tender sort of film. I really, really enjoyed it. So that's on that's on Apple uh, Apple TV Plus now as well. Nice. So there's a few other films we're going to talk about a little bit later on. But do you have a question for me, Gregory? I do have a question for you, David. Uh, what's coming up on uh, season four, episode twenty one? Yes, I think it is. Okay, uh, cue that music. Up next, we are getting bored. Uh, last week's movie train, which is Batman, 1989's Batman. Then we've got some news. Then we'll be looking at our main film of the week, which is the new Anna de Almas, uh, Marilyn Monroe, air quotes biopic on Netflix, uh, Blonde. Then I'm going to talk to you about some horror movies. Um, then we may have a little bit of TV chat. We'll see how we're doing. Our social adieu this week is Hocus Pocus 2. We'll be jumping back on that movie train and then checking out what is on the box. Shall we do this? Yeah, let's take a breath. We are diving in. Anyway, so 1989 is Tim Burton's Batman, starring Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne Mm. Batman, uh, Jack Nicholson. Is Joker the first? Well, yeah. the original, really, uh, film Joker. Uh, Dave, I'm not quite sure quite how to say this. Kim Bassinger, 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 Bassinger. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. So this is the first of the Tim Burton Batman films, uh, and uh, it's um, it's where it all began. Really, I think I think everything that's followed since has, in some way, been influenced or linked back to this film originally yeah. um one 100%. way or another it's um hmm. you know it, I've, i'll be honest with you i've not seen it in many years i've not got around to watching it this week um but it's sort of it i love the fact tim it's that tim burton world that's that kind of you know dark and grimy but at the same time sort of a little bit fantastical at the same time and it's yeah. just got that sort of yeah. Tim Burton and, it, and it's I got th- that Tim Burton edge to it hasn't it yeah and I think we were so early on in Tim Burton's kind of film career we'd not seen tons of this style yet yes. and obviously you know by the time we get to like, let's say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory everyone's like exhausted by by Tim Burton yeah. style, do you know what I mean? But at this point, it's like this is cool, this is fresh, this is a bit different than the campy Batman we're used to from the sixties TV show and Batman the movie and all that sort of stuff. So I think mm. this interpretation, people are like, whoa, this is weird, but actually, it works pretty perfectly. Obviously, yeah. it's influenced massively by Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and Dark Knight Strikes Strikes Back and all that sort of stuff. But to actually see it in live action, like obviously we. We didn't know anything, you know, obviously, because this came out the year, well, year after you were born, the year I was born. Um, yeah. So we didn't know any, anything different. But can you imagine, like, seeing this for the first time, knowing all that, you know, really knowing all the campy stuff was all you'd ever had? This would have yeah, just yeah. been mind-blowing, you know, and Absolutely. seeing, like, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, Jack Oscar-winning actor Jack Nicholson. You're like, why the hell is he doing the Joker? But then you look now at how sort of salt after that part is. It's like, okay, that's why he did the Joker. Yeah, that's why did the Joker. yeah, um, of course. What I love, for me, what I love about this film is Michael Keaton because he plays the two sides perfectly. Mm. He's got that sort of um, mysterious, you know, the mysterious Batman to a charm. But also, um, I think his Bruce Wayne's great because he's believable as a as a as a billionaire playboy as well but also he's got that sort of weird side to him as well which i think is like for me you only ever really see again in in christian bale i don't really see it in val kilmer i didn't really see it in george clooney 
don't really see it in um, uh, Affleck. Jury's still out, I suppose, on um, uh, Robert Pattinson because of his film was so different, I suppose. Um, so I think Michael Keaton was like amazing casting. All the casting that nearly happened was Tom Hanks um, right. and Bill Murray as as Batman. <laughs> you oh, wow. That? <laughs> but yeah, the thing on. that like, you've got to remember is Michael Keaton was known for comedies. At the yeah. time, you know, he, he, and I mean, now he's a comedy actor and, and he, you know, he, but also he does a lot of dramatic work. But so they were going for something a bit different back then. So people were like, Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom, because that was like, a, you know, a film he was in or I think it was a TV yeah. show he was in. So yeah, pretty wild casting, but actually perfect. Um, and I would go as far as to say Batman Returns is better um, than, than Batman. Um, but, you know, yeah, whatever. I think there's definitely an argument for that. Definitely an argument for that. I, it got, um, it's like the co- the controversial thing about this film is doesn't um, doesn't Joker kill Thomas and Martha yeah. Wayne in yeah. this? Whereas like that's kind of stepping <laughs> and, away from. Yeah, and uh, Michael Keaton revealed that spoiler on a talk show before Batman <laughs> before the film was released, and everyone was just yeah. like, "What the." F- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently Warner Brothers were absolutely like livid about it. And like, oh, well, it. <laughs> wow! So, yeah, cool. I mean, Batman. not much more to say. We love we love these films, don't we? So uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Would you say, Gregory, that Batman is a Star Is Born or Wish Upon a Unicorn? Star hmm. Is Born, please, David. Yes, I would agree. Where can we see Batman, Gregory? Uh, good question. Uh... And Batman's available on Sky Cinema and Now TV. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there, there you go. Cool, thanks. This is the news. Okay, so we'll start off with the news that apparently you've missed, and I don't know how you've missed this. I don't but, know whether they have. I, uh, I know about I know about Wolverine going into Deadpool because you just said about it before. Yeah, yeah. So that's about. the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman. They've announced that Hugh Jackman is going to come out of retirement as Wolverine for Deadpool three. But they they did quite a good announcement about it. Um, it was Ryan Reynolds just like you know this this little sort of documentary thing of Ryan Reynolds like yeah we're making Deadpool three and we're going to make the best thing we can do and we've got all these you know all these things we're we're going to do and all the da 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 and then he just sits down and he goes we've got absolutely no idea what we're going to do I've got no <laughs> ideas and he's just sat there and then then <laughs> you just see Hugh Jackman walk behind him eating an apple and he just goes Hugh do do you want to be in Deadpool three again and he's like yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's like okay so Wolverine's back <laughs> uh, but then they did another one and they were like yeah so we're not going to ruin Logan Logan was perfect which it is it's brilliant um, yeah. you know that was set in 2028 this could be set before there's multiverses loads of things we can do we're not going to tarnish Logan and then they go on and do some like silly things but uh, yeah there you go I think they've oh. you know they've teased it for years haven't they really that they were going to do something a bit more substantial than uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine so yeah like it's it. quite nice. It's quite Good nice stuff. that Logan. It's quite nice that Logan stands alone. Was there any ever like mm. was James Mangold ever in any talk to do any more with that? Or, or, no, no, no. They, they, they said because and Hugh Jackman was like, "That's it. I'm done." Because that's the that's perfect cool. ending. But technically, yeah. if, if this isn't the ending, that's fine for me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, I cool. mean, the, um, I think I mean yeah. I've still not seen Deadpool two, uh, but what's quite I like. 
what I liked about Deadpool one was the whole joke about where they go to the X Men house and yeah, 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 like yeah. I can't remember who answers the door, but it's like, well, we couldn't afford to. We're not going to spend all our money on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting, yeah. Um, but well, they, they go a step. Now. They go a step further in. I won't ruin it, but they go a step further in Deadpool two, which is quite funny. Um, okay. With that joke, so yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, cool, pointless sequel news. Um, now you see me three. Ever seen any of the Now You See Me films? Nope. I saw the first one and it was ridiculous. It was like they do this. There's this plot twist and you go, but that doesn't make sense. And they try and explain this like big plot twist and you're like, but no, that 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 doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> and they're trying to be really clever about this plot twist and you're like, no, that's. F- Stupid. And like, <laughs> right. That actually doesn't make sense. I don't know so, anything about this film. So apparently what, what, what there was a, like thrillers. What? Oh, the magi- the magicians. Um, so it's mm. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Dave Franco, and Isla Fisher, and they're mm. they're like world famous magicians who basically get brought into rob a bank or some something like this. It's all like you know they they turn into thieves, but they use magic and you know all that, all that sort of uh, you know. Um, Whatever, oh, and it, it's it's pretty shit, yeah. And there's two okay. of them now. There's three. There you go. Um, wow. More sequel news. King Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has been announced. Um, cool, fine. You know the first three were pretty good. Rise, Dawn, and War for the Planet of the Apes. War of the Planet of the Apes. So this is Kingdom. Sure. Apparently, it's set 500 years after um, uh, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Cool. Andy Circus won't be in it because well, um, spot uh, yeah. Mm. Yep, he can't be in it. <laughs> um, yeah, fine. How good. how many Excellent. Planet of the Apes films in total <laughs> have there been now? I'm just looking. Right, so Ooh. Planet of the Apes. Right, it's 1968 Planet of the Apes. 1970 Beneath yeah. the Planet of the Apes. Escape from the Planet beneath of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Con- yeah. Conquest of yeah. the Planet of the Apes. Battle from the Planet of yeah. the Apes. Then the remake in 2001 yeah. of Planet of the Apes. That kind then, doesn't count. Then Rise then of the Planet of the Apes. Three. Dawn of the Planet of the so, Apes. So technically, there's three War canon. The the, there's eight, yeah, eight that are canon. Yeah. The Tim Burton remake would make it nine, but that doesn't. That's not in that timeline. So there'll be na- there'll be nine once this new one comes out. <laughs> what? Yep, <the> good. <laughs> which which is the which is the one that has the Statue of Liberty on the on the poster? Where they just gives away the so yeah, that's original. the very first one. Yeah, with Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> Worst poster ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, Robert Eggers, who did uh, The Witch, The Lighthouse, Northman. Um, he is doing a remake of Nosferatu. You know the the famous vampire um, okay. film. Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise from uh, It, he's playing the titular um, monster. Um, okay. Apparently, Anna Taylor Joy is supposed to be in it, but then I'm hearing rumors that Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter, is going to be in it. Okay, cool, fine. Northman was all right; wasn't great, uh, but yeah, okay. Um, they <laughs> uh, a studio. I can't remember which studio. Uh, they're doing it. They're making a Thomas the Tank Engine. Live, I mean, probably an animated, like you know, like uh, like your Sonic type of film. And guess yeah. who's playing Sir Topham Hat? Uh, it's not I... Matt. Uh, it's not Matt Lucas. <laughs> that would be brilliant. It's, it's... Go on. That sounds awful. Oh, James like that. Corden. That. There you go. Uh, uh. 
The oh, Jesus. that's a bit nasty of me. I shouldn't shouldn't say that by name or whatever. Um, <laughs> right, we're nearly there. Guillermo del Toro uh, has announced this is a cool thing uh, that's coming up on Netflix in a, in a, in the next few weeks. Actually, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. So what this is is it's four standalone. Um, films but i think they're going to be sort of shorter ones but they're they're all directed by somebody different but they're all sort of horrory you know leading up to uh halloween so game of the Toros is famous for you know loving horror and all like weird films and weird creatures and all that sort of stuff so i'm really excited to see what kind okay. of comes from that one yeah yeah um, okay nearly there nearly there nearly there um wakanda forever we got a new trailer for it um it looks rubbish, if I'm perfectly honest. They're doing this whole thing with Namor, who's basically the Marvel's Aquaman. Um, and it, it just uh, doesn't look good. I'm really not that behind this film. but it, Oh, we're going seeing it together, aren't we? We are. Yes, happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Nah, it'll be good. I, to be honest, it probably will be great, but I don't think that trailer does it any justice, personally. But anyway, sure. um, and then the final, final, final bit of news, which is not really news, it's just something to say. Um, on the 5th of uh, October, which is today, release day, all of the Bond films are coming to Prime. So that will be nice to just whack yes. on a, a cheeky James Bond film every now and again. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I spent the £60 How do you feel on about that? I'm glad I spent £60 on a Blu-ray box set for my dad for Christmas last year of all the Bond films. Good. Yep, excellent. Oh, it's great for that great for that Bondathon. Bam! Everybody do that yep. with your hand. Bang! Everybody do this. <laughs> do you remember ITV years ago did Double O Heaven? Um, when you're probably nights. like I think it was a Tuesday night actually. Okay, Tuesday um, night. but yeah, Double O Heaven, it was every Tuesday for like, well, however many, but they were probably only maybe like 19, 18, 19 Bond films at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's when I first watched a lot of them, but I remember like sat that in the armchair. same with me. I watched a lot of and, Roger Moore films, yeah. Yeah, but I, sat, I remember sat in the armchair, like when like the sexy bits would come on, I'd like make sure that my face was hid mm. so my mum and dad couldn't see my reaction to the sexy <laughs> bits. And I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Emba- embarrassed for them to see me reacting because mm. I feel all embarrassed about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Seeing Roger Moore with his shirt off could make you feel that way, Gregory. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> yeah, and he did as well. Mm. Onwards. Seeing uh, Christopher Lee with his third nipple <laughs> as uh, <laughs> the man with the golden gun. Yes. Weird. Onwards, correct. Let's move on. <laughs> So released, uh, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, so released in cinemas uh, probably like two weeks ago now, but then released on Netflix last week, um, is the Andrew Dominic directed and written, uh, but based on the novel by Joyce Carol Oates, um, Blonde, starring Anna de Almas, uh, and this is the Marilyn Monroe air quotes biopic, because apparently a lot of this is bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But... You know, take it take it for what it is. Um, so yeah, this it's a fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. So we, you know, starts off at a very early young life as a uh, um, uh, Norma Jean, Norma Jean, yeah, Norma Jean, yeah, um, and sort of again alleged abuse from a mother going into a um, a children's home. Then sort of her early days in, in uh, Hollywood relationships with. You know, numerous people, marriages. Um, you know, we see quite a lot of a mar- marriage to uh, Joe DiMaggio, Arthur Miller. We talk about it. Talk, you know, it focuses on sort of pregnancies, 
again, alleged abortions, uh, an alleged affair with J, uh, JFK, um, and then all the way through to spoilers, her death, um, mm. which seems quite straightforward, but it's not. It's done in a very sort of um, artistic way, but also quite a controversial way in, in some cases, in some instances. Um, mm. Maybe, maybe <clears throat> I'll, I'll go first go on. on this one. Is that all right, Jamal? Yeah, um, yeah no, so we'll crack on. I, I know quite a lot about um, Marilyn Monroe. I've always kind of found her quite fascinating um, as like the first, you know, one of the first real kind of celebrities um, or like, well, not necessarily the first real celebrities, but the first, one of the first instances of like um, paparazzi fever, you know, or celebrity mm. fever and all that sort of stuff. People were truly obsessed and I've always found that really interesting. Um so when you know when I heard about this film, I was like, okay, interesting. There's, you know, they've done sort of takes on this before. Uh, My week with Marilyn, um, and, you know, lo- loads of other ones like that. But when they said Adam De Almas was going to play Marilyn Monroe, I was like, hmm, interesting casting. She's Cuban for a start, which you know, fine, no problem. But I was like, how's how's the voice going to go? You know, whatever. And then I saw the first pictures, and I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting because she looks pretty close to you know Marilyn Monroe it, you know it, sometimes mm-hmm. it was quite hard to tell what was real what wasn't real um, or what was sort of um, reenacted I suppose um, so I was really intrigued going into this film and again a lot of controversy surrounding it a lot of uh, controversy in terms of you know the graphic nature of some of the scenes the exploitation exploitative nature of some of the scenes and how, how they were filmed um, and also like the um, I suppose, like legitimacy of some of the some of the, I mean, accusations and things like that, th- you know, throughout it. But for me, the first thing I, I got to know, I think, Anna de Armas was amazing in it, regardless. Yeah. For for me, anyway, regardless of yeah. the subject matter or all all the controversy, she was amazing. She was breathtaking. She had a really breathtaking performance in this real sort of Jekyll and Hyde tight role mm. and I think that's one of the big things to take away from this she she plays two characters she plays Norma Jean and she plays Marilyn Monroe and there's a clear um divide like distinction between them yeah and divide between them which is and it, even at some points you see you see the crossover which is like pretty amazing um yeah really really sort of I know I don't know I thought it was a great performance really really good um mm. That switch between them is brilliant. Um, that sort of I like that kind of like Dorothy inspired inspired narration, you know, from like Wizard of Oz throughout. She's she sort of almost like has this simplistic way of explaining things and 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 sort of um, describing what's going on, even if it's like very um, uncomfortable. What we're seeing, the way she's describing it, is like I don't know. It seems it seems very wide-eyed um what a terrible dream you know and like she wakes up from this thing that's obviously been disgusting and she just goes wow that was a terrible dream and you think oh is that bad acting or is it uh, is it like a you know an homage to something and i think it was more like that homage that dorothy in, in oz you know uh being very overwhelmed with everything that's going on around her which, i don't know i thought it was really cool the cinematography was incredible again some of the choices were a little bit questionable um but i loved the kind of the way it was done the reenactments were great um that switching from aspect ratios and to color and, and black and white and all that sort of stuff really lovely great to see supporting cast was great um uh uh, uh, Adrian Brody as Arthur Miller was lovely, really nice to see him. I always love seeing Adrian Bro- Adrian Brody and things because he, he is a great actor and I think he's very careful about what he does 
um, and what what roles he chooses. So it was great seeing him uh, as Arthur Miller. And I think there's a little montage. There's probably about ten minutes that they really focus on the the relationship and marriage of Marilyn Monroe and Arthur Arthur Miller, and it's beautiful. It really is like a, a such a lovely tender oh, sort yeah. of ten minutes in this pretty like gross mm. film. Um, it was lovely, and I could I could have just watched all of that. I could have watched that all the time. It was yeah, it really was really like sweet and lovely. Um, uh, it's got this really cool sort of haunting soundtrack, which swaps between like some like delicate strings, and then there's some like sort of almost like 80s horror synths in there, which was really cool. It reminded Nick me Cave? of like the thing. Uh, yeah, well, I knew it was Nick Cave, but it reminded me of like the thing, like John Carpenter's The Thing, and all those mm. like creepy synths that are in there, which were really really cool. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, but obviously, then you know, and as I said, I, you know, I know quite a bit about Marilyn Monroe, so it takes a lot of liberties, and there's there's a lot of like gratuitous scenes that aren't really needed, and and I, and I get it, I get why they were doing it, and I get what they were trying to say, but then I like you know, there's an abortion scene, and it's filmed in a particular way, and I'm like, mm. okay, I, I get what you're trying to do, and what you're trying to say. But I don't think that was really needed. And I'm not saying about, you know, be as be as graphic as you want to be to really, you know, to tell that to, you know, again, about abortion or whatever it is. But actually, I'm the particular camera angle that they chose. I was just like, I'm, I think you were just trying to be, you know, like uh, exploitative there, to be honest. But yeah, I think yeah. maybe you got a bit too far into it. Um, I question if that was required. It's too long. It's two hours forty-seven. It's far yeah. too long. You could have cut quite a lot out of it. Um, however, ultimately, um, I think it's like a it's it's a haunting film. It's a tormented film. It's full of horror. It's full of pain, um, and it ups everything to its limit. But like her life, um, I think it's you know that's surreal. It's it's weird because it's 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 very surreal, but then it's also quite delicate. It's quite romantic, mm. but it's also quite painful, which I think. All those words describe Marilyn Monroe. So I think it kind of did what it needed to do. Um, but I get why people are hating on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So there you yeah. go. That's that's what I think about that film. What do you think about that film? It's interesting. here for. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's interesting because, uh, you know, as a, piece of, as a piece of filmmaking, I think it's, you know, it's almost obje- objectively a good film in terms of mm. you know how well it's made, um, the performances, uh, the story, even. And if if you take it as a fictionalized story, you know it's almost it's been descri- I've heard it described as like a horror film, and I see horror a lot film, of that. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's yeah. um, it's that there's a lot of sort of surrealism. There's a lot of these really tight close up shots of. Um, you know, particular people's face and things like that, and and the you know the way some of the um, some of the drama sort of um, plays out and the te- the build up of tension and sort of the way it sort of uh, climaxes um, is very much like like a horror film, and mm. like I say, Anna Diarmas sensational. Um, you know, absolutely believable as the role. I've seen so I've seen a scene like a. Um, a, um, a time lapse of her having all her um, hair and mate, makeup yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. done, um, and it is quite sensational the transformation. But actually, in her performance as well, uh, and it, it, it's that, like you say, I think you described it as like a sort of like Jekyll and Hyde, sort of two sort of distinct yeah. characters there, and and the whole Marilyn Monroe is is a mask, and I think if 
I, what I've done is since seeing that, I've spent a lot of time whilst I was watching it and since trying to sort of like get my head around justifying um, the the existence of this film, and mm. I, and I think and I, and I think I'm completely happy with the fact that the film exists if it can be watched and taken in with a sort of uh, a critical eye in sort yeah. of knowing knowing and understanding first of all there is a fictionalized account but also trying to sort of see where um so i can't remember the the name of the person who wrote the story joyce carol Oates, the person who mm. wrote the sort of um the fictionalized the sort of yeah. bi- the book the biography um the angle she was going because i think and i think the way i've where i've come to with it is um it, the whole film is is a sort of um, an exaggeration, a caricature of, of what went on. So whilst I think all biopics have sort of, some sort of creative license, there. so like, I know, mm. anything from uh, uh, Vice to Bohemian Rhapsody um, yeah. and, 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 and sort of everything in, everything in between, they will have scenes that are dramatised where there might be sort of a scene of dialogue in a room. Nobody is in that room. Nobody knows what was said. Yeah. It's just like... A, we guess we're doing guesswork. This is what might have happened between mm. these two people in this particular bit, but we're sort of, you know, we're we're making sort of creative decisions decisions to sort of dramatize it, and this is that, and then then some. And what I think I like is the the stuff that you can't take away from the fact that, you know, I think the whole Marilyn Monroe Norma Jean thing was clearly there mm. in ter- terms of. There were two different personas, and that what that does, what this film does a really good job of is, you know, drilling right into how that might be for her, and what, yeah. why, why is she this person who has to put this mask on? What is she protecting from inside herself, and you know, what's the backstory that leads up to that? And you know, there's some elements of the backstory that there's, you know, elements of truth, and there's a lot that's not there. The the danger for me. Oh, and sorry, and also, um, I'll reiterate what you said. Um, Adrian Brody uh, playing Arthur Miller, yeah, unbelievable. And that scene yeah. where they're opposite each other at a table, where yeah. he he's asked, she's offering her sort of thoughts on the character um, yeah. that she's auditioning for, and the way he sort of takes that in and everything like that. That whole mm. dialogue between them two, absolutely sensational. Yeah, I guess where it sits uncomfortably for me is we're talking about. All of the characters are based on real life dead people, and mm. you've got some highly fictional fictionalized accounts. Where, um, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that sure there was some sort of unsavory, like unsavory stuff that went on that this is sort of based on. But particularly the thing, okay, take the thing with JFK for instance, um, the stuff with mm. uh, Cash Chaplin, um, and, yeah. and 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 without ruining it, like the stuff with the letters and um, DiMaggio and things like that. And you're thinking, well, none of these guys, none of these people are around to defend themselves. And and you're not just taking information where you're fairly sure this has happened. In some cases, you are completely making it up. And and that's the sort of stuff that doesn't sit comfortably with me. I'm happy that I can rationalise that and process it, but to put it, I don't know. To put it in a huge movie, I don't. I don't know. I'm. Not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Having said that, yeah, it's it's a great film. Um, I really enjoyed the story. I felt um, complete empathy for Norma Jean um, throughout the whole thing. Her sort of pathway is 
both believable and horrifying in equal measures. Um, I think what this movie is saying about um, objectification and uh, the you know the dangers of fame and chasing fame at the length and the lengths people go to and and also you know the Hollywood film industry there are elements there that everything in this film is based in truth you know mm. these are horrors that happened somewhere did they happen yeah. did they all happen here I don't know so yeah it, you know I I, did, I enjoyed it it's very interesting but there's a lot to sort of, that sort of like sits. A little bit uncomfortably with me, I think is the way yeah. I summarise it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. I think um, people are saying Almas like Oscars. I think the Oscars are gonna. Oh God, they'll shy away from. Ba- yeah, they'll <laughs> boycott it or they'll like scapegoat <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay then, Gregory. Would you say Blonde is Edward or Bordeo? Bordeo of blood. Uh, I'll go for Edward, please, David. I think I'll also go for Edward. Where can we see Blonde, Gregory? Blonde is available in Netflix now and possibly still some cinemas, uh, perhaps. But yeah, certainly on Netflix. Probably not. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, really, really quickly, what I wanted to do, we are leading up to the spooky season. We are, well, I suppose we're in the spooky season, Gregory. So, what I wanted to do each week was just talk you through some possible horror films you could watch, um, Mm. different ends of of, of the spectrum. And I wanted to give this a funky name, you know, like Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I thought... Dave's monstrous mansion might work, but then I thought maybe what about but you know keep it a little bit more uh, close to home. What about Dave's creepy conservatory? Maybe not so much G- Dave's ghostly garage. I don't have a garage, so I thought Dave's nauseating new build. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. any of the above. Okay. What you get, yeah, what what are you feeling? Are you, are you going to choose any particular one? Maybe I'll do a different one each week. But this week we'll go for... Dave's Okay. Are you going to put some effects on what you just did there? Who needs to? (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, Cool. So I've watched two horror films this week on each different ends of the horror spectrum okay um and i just want to really really quickly just give you some information about both of them sometimes someday some weeks i might just have one i might have three who knows but they are all very very different horror films so the first one i watched was one from 2018 called mandy starring nicholas cage right okay and this is a really crazy crazy sort of like action thriller horror um it's set in the 80s and what it is it's so crazy um it's highly influenced by like psychedelic films of the 60s it's highly influenced by sort of heavy metal um and like there's some like rotoscoped animation in there it's very 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 strange but what it is is Nicolas Cage plays this um uh, lumberjack called Red um and he he's uh, his wife is called Mandy he comes home after a long shift and they're just sort of you know relaxing they're very very mm. deeply in love anyway one day Mandy's walking to uh, to the shop and she stumbles across this group of hippies um 
uh, kind of hippie sort of. They're a bit like the Manson family, led by uh, well, their the, uh, the leader is played by Linus Roach. Do you know who Linus Roach is, Gregory? Uh, no, I don't know who Linus Roach is. So, no. so Linus Roach plays um, uh, Thomas Wayne from Batman Begins. Um, okay. He's got, in this film, he's called Jeremiah Sand, but his Linus Roach he plays uh, um, uh, Thomas Wayne from Batman Begins. But he is mm. Ken Roach is uh, not Ken Roach. Bill Roach is uh, son Ken Roach or Ken that's, Loach. That's or Ken Bill Barlow. Roach from Ken Barlow. <laughs> no, Ken Roach, <laughs> Bill Roach. That's Ken Barlow's son. Uh, yeah, so Linus Roach, and he's in so many. No obviously, way. we've seen him as Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins, but he's in loads of stuff. He was quite a big part in uh, Vikings, the TV series, for a good few years. Anyway, Jeremiah Sand, and he's this kind of like Charles. Manson-esque figure. Um, oh, anyway, wow. they uh, anyway yeah. something happens, uh, and uh, it's very graphic. It's very odd. It's filmed in a very strange way, but it's very spooky. There are some sort of biker demons that pop up in it at some point, which is very strange. But it's 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 a weird film. It's a wonderful film. Nicolas Cage is as unhinged as ever. But it's honestly, if you're into sort of slightly odd films, it's. F- brilliant okay oh, i loved it it was so so good you would hate it but uh oh it was great but it's got this very weird sort of occult sort of thing going on and yeah it's a bit dirty and it's a bit grimy and very very bloody um yeah wild but if you're cool. into kind of heavy metal and stuff like that check it out mandy it's great well, that's one end of this horror um, spectrum that I wanted to talk about. Um, the other film that I'll I just send you a picture <laughs> of me and Bill Roach. <laughs> yep, good. Looking very waxy. Why is it, why is that? <laughs> anyway, um, the other end of the spectrum that I wanted to talk about was um, a film that came out in 2011. Um, Far more lighthearted, and this is the remake of Fright Night. So Fright Night 2011 starring uh, the late Anton uh, Yelchin, um, obviously from uh, Star Trek and a few of those other films, but Colin Farrell is in this as well. And what it is, it's that, it's that classic sort of, you know, standard thing. It's a boy, you know, teenage boy, he thinks his neighbour is a vampire, turns out his yeah. neighbour is a vampire, his neighbour's played by Colin Farrell. And it came out in 2011, it got pretty, pretty bad reviews, and yeah. kind of kept away from it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch it. I think it's, you know, it's it's an action horror comedy. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, really? <laughs> it's just really sort of, yeah, silly sort of, you know, it's, it's not like a, it's not a spoof. So it's not like a, um, you know, your Shaun of the Dead type thing. Oh, Shaun of the Dead isn't a spoof, but, you know, it's not that. It's not a comedy, but it's a sort of lighthearted horror action. Yeah, it's good fun. I uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So there are two horror recommendations for you so that is mandy which is a bit more extreme and then that more sort of light-hearted horror action adventure comedy sort of thing fright night watch any i'm just let me know what you think what what's more horrifying is um i'm just reading into anton yelchin's life well or rather yeah poor guy death yeah poor guy yeah he uh Sadly, parked his car at the top of his drive, and the uh, the brake failed. Poor man. Yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah. But his, his anyway. family sued. His family sued. Was it was it Chevrolet or something like that? I can't remember what, uh, what the car was. But they sued them, and the, the whole range of cars got recalled because it was a known issue. Jeep Grand Rumble. Cherokee. And that was Dave's Cherokee. Cherokee. Oh, yeah. That was Dave's nauseating. Yeah, yeah. The Jeep Grand Cherokee. There you go. 
There you go. So I've, you know, okay. interesting, interesting relationship with horror films. Me, I mean, I've, I've always said I've never get drawn to watching horror films, but then having said that, sometimes mm. I'll absolutely love. What I like when we went to watch Invisible Man in um, the cinema. Go back yeah. and see our, yeah. our episode, <laughs> one of our most listened to episodes, uh, The Invisible Man from two thousand yeah. and twenty twenty twenty. Um, mm. It's uh, I really really enjoyed that, but what what I do find with really good horror films is I, I, you know I don't like um, I don't like sort of gore stuff like I like mm. psychological horror more, but the horror films that have um, something to say like usually some like like a sort of metaphor to them, and it's got a really sort of yeah. profound message. They're the kind of horror films I like. They're like quite smart, and you come after out of it going. Things like Get yeah. Out, like The Invisible Get- Man, it it follows. That was a good one, wasn't it? That was yeah. A, remember it follows. Yeah, right. We did that for yes. like homework a couple of years ago. Um, I do and that was all that. about sort yeah. of you know sexually transmitted diseases and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> or infections absolutely. Or anyway, okay. Good. Anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, a horror film that doesn't have much of a message to say. This week's Sociology, which is Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. Mm. Uh, shall we, uh, Here's shall what we st- Arthur has to say. <laughs> Arthur Smith. Hello, young man. Hello. Hello, looking very grown up in your school uniform. You're not Doesn't know how to take that. <laughs> how are we? Good. Say so how are you, you then? Say so how are you, Dave? Hello. Why do you say how are you? I'm fine, Arthur. Thank you for asking. Can you hear Ben? I think you can quite obviously hear Ben. Can you hear Ben? Yes. He's in the back. He's not in the bath yet. No, he's it's in the uh, oh, right. in the kitchen. Do, uh, do you want to talk to me about a film, Arthur? You talk first. You want me to talk first no, no, about? Right. No. Oh. no, he has to ask me questions. Oh, he has to ask you questions. Okay, All right. Dave has to okay. ask you questions. Okay. Are we on the sequel or the uh, first one, Greg? Uh, no, the second one. The sequel. Sequel. Okay, cool. Okay, so what film did you watch this weekend, Arthur? Not this weekend. We just watched it then, haven't we? Yes. Oh, tonight. Yeah, after school, didn't we? Tell Dave what film. What and what was it called? I forgot. Why do you want to come on with him? Say it for me, and I can <laughs> say any other questions. Okay, Hocus Pocus two. <laughs> Good. And what? What did did you like it? I loved it. it. Half was scary, oh, wow. half was good. Half was scary, half was good. So what was your favourite part? And then you can tell me a little bit about the film. Uh, favourite part? All of the beginning does not near the end, but actually at the end as well. <laughs> but oh, what actually okay. happened? So why don't you tell... <laughs> so tell me what happens in the film. 
witches come alive? Yeah. Anything else? They make them disappear. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> insightful. Yeah, what, what, what's yeah. it all about? When the witches come alive, and then what happens? What do the witches want to do? Kill teenagers. They want to kill. Yeah, they want to. They want to kill children. Well, they want to get some special powers, don't they? It's all because they want some special powers. Yeah. Where did they, Where did yeah. they find out? So, who's spells? your fa- Who's your favorite character? Which of the witches is your favourite? No, wait, d- can it include the witches at the end? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, the new witches. The new witches at the end. The against, kid witches. Against, the kid witches. Again, spoilers, but yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I can't decide. Does look three little children? Yeah, you like Becca and, I can't remember the name of the other two. The others. Cassie. Yes, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Was there you? was there a favourite um, spell that the witches did? Like, do you uh, have a favourite spell that they did? Well, they have a favourite spell. I don't have a favourite spell because I didn't do any spells. <laughs> <laughs> Very insightful. Um, what if, if you could do any of their spells... Which one would you want to do the most? Or if you could do any spell in the world, but you, even one that you can make up, what would the spell do? Ah. Oh, make me turn into anything I want, whenever I want. Oh, so transfiguration. Nice. So make and what me would the first like thing you turn into be? I can turn into anything. You want to be a superhero that can turn into anything? Yeah. <laughs> Dave said, what, would you t- what huh? do you want to turn into first then? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. What dinosaur in particular? Any particular dinosaur? Triceratops. Why triceratops? Because it's got a head-butting uh, horns, <laughs> and when the danger, we can just punch the bad guys with the horns. Ah, interesting. I like that. Um, so, would you recommend this film to other people? Yes. Would you would you tell other people about it? Yes, well, definitely. So if you if you were to would have already watched it, Maggie, because okay. she likes witches. Okay. She she ah. she lies about that she's actually a witch. Well, how do you know it's a lie? So if witches aren't real. If you could sum the film up in just like a few words, what would you say about it? I mean, if you were to like do a blurb, you know, a blurb on the back of a book, yeah. on the back of a film, in just a few words, what would you say the film's film is? Just say, like, sum it, sum it up. Some three and two girls light a candle and make some witches turn alive. Ah. Is that good? So we, yeah, we get the synopsis at the end of the chat. Yeah, good. <laughs> Amazing. Lovely, lovely. What are you going to dress up as at Halloween? Velociraptor. <laughs> Velociraptor. <laughs> lovely, jubbly. Love it. On to Daddy. Oh, anything yeah, else you want to say? Is there anything else you want to say to Dave? Um, 
It was good. It was good. Like it. Thank and you I so like much. dinosaurs. I get that impression. <laughs> you say bye to Dave. Bye. Say good night. See you good later, baby. See you soon. Good night. Even though you're uh-huh. still doing podcasts. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye, matey. See you soon. Here we go. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've got more of a sort of connection with the first Hocus Pocus film. Uh, than I have. I think yeah. I, you know, I watched it for the first time maybe last year or the year before when you, when uh, I think Kev rec- told us to do it for um, So Solid. Somebody recommended it, didn't like they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Kev. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, I put this on, I put this on after school tonight and uh, more of like, uh, I'll be honest with you, sometimes with these films, I'm like, oh, I've got to watch this. Um, and I like, yeah. I'll find time to squeeze it in. And anyway, I put it on, and the kids were playing upstairs. And Arthur came downstairs just as it was five minutes in, uh, and he'd fallen out with his sister over how they were building mm-hmm. the train track or something like that. Um, and I said, yeah. and he said, "What's what's this?" And I said, "Oh, it's um, it's like a Halloween film, you know. Um, it's about some witches. It's it's yeah. like a kid kid film." He goes, "Can I watch it with you?" And do you know what? It was like I'd had a knackering day at work, and. I said, yeah, get on, get on here with me. And I got, um, we, we both lay on the sofa and we got the blanket over us and, you know, he was still in the school mm. uniform and he properly cuddled into me, which we've not done for ages. And we just yeah. lay together um, and, and you know, sort of tea time. And Jane came in from work and she saw us there and she was like, oh, look at you two. I'll, I'll mm. make tea. I'll make tea tonight. That sort of thing. I was like, yeah. And we were just like, secretly, you're like, I'm not even watching this film. <laughs> I just didn't want yeah. to make tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we just, I just had a really nice time sat with Arthur tonight on a school night um, watching this. It was, it, it was, it, it was just drill to do that together. Um, you know, I, yeah. d- I don't think a great deal of the film, the film was entertaining. Um, but yeah. it was more, it's one of them where, Especially with stuff with the kids, where sometimes it's like the moment of you watching it and the enjoyment of actually the, the occasion of you watching it brings so much more than the sort of yeah, film of itself. So, you know, I'm coming from Angola. I've never, never really got Hocus Pocus. It wasn't something that I was into when I was a kid. Um, I actually find the three of them, dare I say it, quite annoying, um, especially like mm-hmm. Bette, Midler, Bette Midler. And like every time, every every opportunity, Bette Midler trying to get an, an opportunity to sing for no good reason. Uh, I, I find this <laughs> a little bit odd. Um, having said that, I I found this film much more tolerable than I thought it might in terms of, you know, we get a lot of these sort of um, sequels we didn't ask for, um, shall we say, mm. of, you know, sort of late late 80s early 90s sort of films so Ghostbusters being one of them and actually I thought the Ghostbusters Afterlife it fell quite flat for me and I thought it was completely unnecessary and um, didn't need to happen whereas this you know if you take it on the sort of face value for what it is it's gone straight to Disney Plus which as it should like this isn't this isn't a sort of um, film that's particularly worth taking your kids to see at uh, at the cinema Um, yeah but having said that, I thought they did quite a good job of because it's not it's not particularly about um, those three characters: Bette Midler, so just no. partner, and uh, Kathy, Kathy and, and Jimmy. Um, they they introduce these three new characters to it, um, as well as Sam Richardson, who um, pops yeah, up in Ted, Ted, Ted Lasso as well, um, yeah. and you know, and it was essentially you know it's it's a it's a kids high school drama for all intents and purposes mm. set around Halloween, I guess. Um, 
and it, it it modernized it, but also there was something about the whole um, town setting and you know, like the Halloween fair that was going on, yeah. which was also quite nostalgic as well. Yeah. And I quite sort of like, I, th- I think it sort of hit that quite nicely. Um, so I, I liked all the stuff around it that wasn't associated with those three. Um, I, I don't <laughs> know why, like, I, you, you like Sarah Jessica Parker a lot more than I do. I, I, yeah, Only in these going. films. And I, I think, like, I, you know, we've texted about this, you know, in, yeah. in, in private. Um, <laughs> I think Sarah Jessica Parker was, you know, I was very young when I watched the first Hocus Pocus, but there's something about Sarah Jessica Parker in the first Hocus Pocus yeah. that maybe lit a spark in me when I was I d- five years old or something like I d- that. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I th- it's, you know, Kathy, is it the Kathy and Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. At what point did someone say to her, "You're going to play this character like she's had a stroke"? Uh, yeah. And apparently, really apparently, odd. apparently, everyone said, "Oh, she's got, she's got like the crooked smile on the other side of her mouth this time. Why is that?" And she was like, mm-hmm. "I just, I couldn't do it on that side anymore. That's why." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, continuity. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the plot's a bit naff, but it's, uh, it's entertaining. Mm. Arthur, Arthur really liked it, and it, and it, you know, That's it passed good. the time. So there you go. What did you think of Hocus Pocus there Two? Yeah, not as um, for me, not as magical <laughs> as as the first one, but I think it's just that that soul connection with that first one. I liked the, I think that the fish out of water stuff landed so much better in this one than the first one. So there's great, there's some funny, funny jokes with like Instagram filters, which actually work really well for what for yeah. what for what it is. There's a brilliant joke about you know. Uh, basically an Alexa, which we see in all these films now, but actually yeah. just, it just worked really well. I like that. And I've there's, written there's, that, there's, Mr. There's Dennis, a, yeah, funny smart yeah. speaker guy. That's like one of the only yeah, things I've yeah. And then <laughs> they take the uh, <laughs> they take the, the broomstick yes. um, hoover to the next level in this, and I thought that was really, really funny. Um, well, you, I remember you pointed it out about the my, post. My, uh, <laughs> the rumbers. Yeah, yeah. so Jessica Parker rides she, out my uh, flash mop. I've got a flash mop, and she she uses uh, that as well. But yeah, the rumbers. It's so you want funny. her to ride your oh, I, was, I was howling. It's all Gregory. Jesus, how disgusting. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I don't say I was howling, laughing <laughs> a bit. Um, but I, I completely agree with you. The That sort of town setting, the, you know, setting it in the woods, which is like quite obviously a sound stage. But I, I kind of loved it, that it was, yeah. it was a bit cheap and it was a bit shit. But that's kind of the point of it all. It was, yeah, yeah I don't know. So I didn't, I didn't love it, but I, I liked that side of things. Max absolutely adored it. Really? I was like, really? I don't think it was that good. She was like, oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right. You know, it's not a classic. But again, you don't think the the first one's a classic, so. Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> when I saw. Oh yeah, of course. Wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put this back. We'll put this into where. Um, yeah, go on. I saw uh, Soz the other day, regular listener Soz, and mm. he said, "He said to me, have you seen Hocus Pocus too yet?'" I was like, um, uh, "I was like, no, I'm not seen it. No, I see it in a couple of days." And then he goes, "Yeah, yeah. Well, the boys were watching it as I left. Um, I think it's a bit Hocus Wocus." And, then, and I was like, "Yeah, good one." And he, went, and he kind of like looked at me. He was like, "Yeah, I made that up. Uh, if you're going to use it, if you're going to use it, you got to credit me." So yeah, Hocus Wocus. Well done, Stuart Searle, 2022. 
Fantastic. He also, and then when he when he finally did um, watch it, he messaged me uh, after that. He says, uh, "Have you seen it yet? I smell a TV series, um, mm. which I can probably see, um, even if it's yeah. just with with the like the new girls on it. Like, I, yeah, I can definitely see that." Um, and he said, "Yeah, I think it's terrible effort." Well, yeah. I can see how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not brilliant, but it was it fine. Was it was fine. There you are. Yeah. Okay. Where can we see Hocus Pocus Two, Gregory? Hocus Pocus Two is available on Disney Plus now. Choo-choo. Chugga-chugga. Okay, here we are at the Batman station, and we are quite obviously going to take the Tim Burton line. Where are we going, Greg? We are going to go to the 1990 Tim Burton Johnny Depp classic, Edward Skizzerhands. Skizzerhands. I haven't seen this film in years. Yeah. So much so that I I don't think I really understood it when I watched it. Yeah. So I that agree. now I I don't really know what it's about. You know, I know you know, I I know it's about you know, he was made and it was unfinished and all that sort of stuff, but I don't really know what the kind of point is. I so think I'm quite intrigued to I, see it. I, no, see it for I, I feel now. I feel exactly the same. I've probably not seen it since I was like yeah. like first old enough to see it. I feel I seem to remember like my mum said, Yeah, hey, you should watch this, you'll like this now. And I from what I'm remembering, it's just like the whole point is he's you know, he's somebody who's different and he's misunderstood. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he sort of learns to be loved and lo- to love. And anyway, mm. that's what I'm thinking anyway. So there Don't you go. Cool. Spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Sorry. Um where can we see Edward Scissorhands, Gregory? Edward Edward Scissorhands is available on Disney Plus Scissor. now. Get ready for that next week, everybody. There's gonna be a lot of Scissorhands. <laughs> cool. On the box. Oh, what's on the box? Okay, then, Greg, what the hell is on the box for you this week? Well, I'm going to point you in the direction of just what I've been watching and enjoying anyway, because I know there's still a lot of people who won't have seen it uh, before. So, on Sky, I mean, Sky box sets, I want to say, uh, or mm. whatever they do, the thing where you can just, you know, I think it's called Sky box sets, whatever. Um, there is uh, the trip, all four seasons of the trip. Oh yeah! And um, this is just—I mean, if you if you are ever struggling for something to just st- stick on, just to kill half an hour, I recommend just giving it a go. So this is Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon playing th- sort of slightly fictionalized versions of themselves, and the premise is like the the Observer have commissioned Steve Coogan to. Um, in the first season, go around uh, north of England, going to certain sort of high-end restaurants and hotels and eateries, um, and reviewing them for the newspaper. And mm. he, t- he decides to take uh, begrudgingly take his friend Rob Brydon with him, and uh, they and they're just on the road. And each episode is like they go to a different place, and and it's it's hard to it's hard to sell it, but they basically sit. And talk to each other and do impersonations to each other because they're quite mm-hmm. both good at not, uh, different impersonations. Um, but there's something really tender and warm about it. It's just, 
it's just bloody good company. It's funny, um, and it, it I don't know, it's it's just wonderful. And then uh, a great way to stay in shape. In great way to stay in shape. Of course, uh, season two they go to Italy. Mm-hmm. Season three they go to Spain, and season four they go to Greece. Uh, so it's you know. It's it's not not particularly. It do, there's a little bit of a sort of an arc to it, um, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter whether you're paying mm. attention or not. You've just sort of been in the room with them. Um, yeah, give it a go if you've not seen the trip before on Sky. Amazing, amazing. Um, I am going to watch um, Saturday night at nine o'clock on Five Star the Tom Cruise Emily Blunt action sci-fi um, Edge of Tomorrow which is kind of like Groundhog Day meets Independence Day, and it's bloody great. Um, yeah, Excellent. great, great action adventure sci-fi. Let us know what you guys are watching on The Box this week. There we go. So, what's wow, this wait. week got in store, Davidoff? I am going to London on Thursday evening because there's a bloody train strike on Saturday. So we were going to get the train up first thing Friday morning because we're watching Harry Potter and the uh, Cursed Child at the theatre. Parts one Um, and two. Parts one and two. Same day or different days? Same day, same day. Um, Yeah, so we were going to get the train up first thing Friday morning, obviously watch them on Friday, stay over and then come back Saturday. But there's a train strike now, so we're going to have to drive... So we're driving down Thursday night after work. Um, so yeah, there all day Friday, and then we're going to head back up sort of Sunday, uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday, sort of mid to late morning kind of thing, get out for the kids and stuff. So uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully meet up with uh, Els at some point. I text, you know, nice. a little chat about it. If we if we can fit it, if, well, if he can fit it in, we'll, uh, we'll definitely meet up with him. Maybe we'll get grab, grab breakfast on Saturday with him or something like that. Um, I recommend but, Yeah, re- so that's pretty much that. Gone. You'll be near the Palace Theatre for well, Palace yes, Theatre for Harry Potter is. is yes. uh, recommend a good pub called Coach and Horses. Uh, although, careful, there's three pubs near the Palace Theatre called Coach and Horses, so it's <laughs> one particular one where um, Aid says, "I'm meeting the Coach and Horses." So when it sat the Coach and Horses, he was like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm in Coach and Horses." He goes, "So am I." I'm looking around, we're literally the only people in this pub. Like, no, you're not. He goes, "Oh yeah, I didn't tell you. There's three Coach and Horses within about a square mile of each other." Nice, um, nice. So, yeah, no, the the one around the back of um, the Palace Theatre is a good little nice. boozer. Uh, we've booked uh, we've booked this sushi place, sushi samba. We're going to, which is uh, nice. it's like a Japanese uh, Brazil. <laughs> is it Japanese? Uh, I was, I was. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks amazing. So we booked that, and then I said to Max, I'd like to go because we're like obviously near Soho. I'd like to go yeah. to the pub from um, last night in Soho. Just send you a picture basically um, cool yeah there you go what about you anything exciting uh we quite sure that i'm uh, going to solly hall tomorrow with work uh, staying overnight me and my mate um uh, got a course on wednesday and um later in the week we are going to see ed gamble in manchester uh you know my, oh yeah my, nice my, my new show showbiz friend yeah he's uh yeah. he's put us on the guest list you know just like when uh, does that air um, my my big TV debut. Um, yeah. I think I think it's going to be January. Uh, mm. I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah, you should do. <laughs> there you go. Good uh, password this week is of course going to be. Um, 
Spells. So solid you this week is spells. Obviously, there you go. So solid you. Do you mean that password uh, is spells, not so solid Password is spells. That's what I meant. Anyway, it's very late. I'm very tired. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can, of course, buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. You can like the podcast, share the podcast, send us your questions, your thoughts, your reviews. Please rate us on whatever platform you are listening on. Five stars, obviously. We've got some lovely things planned coming up for Halloween and for running up to Christmas and all that sort of stuff. So stay tuned, spread the word. Let's make a set list. Very... Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we are very appreciative of everybody's uh, listens. <laughs> listens? Is that what you say? Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Really appreciate it. We will see you next week. Expelliarmus! <laughs> Can you put a load of like? Can you put a load of sound effects on that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's fine. <laughs>